Welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy. I'm so glad to have you here with me again today and check out my book, Live for Joy. You can find this on my website, which is anscotland.com. You can also find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Check it out. Um, I would love to get your thoughts on the book, 12 chapters about how to make your life a more authentic, happy and joyful place to live. Uh, I'm so excited today to have a great guest and friend with me. So we are going to talk a lot about not only work-life balance, but curiosity and how curiosity can create create more joy in our lives and bring us better work-life integration. I'm so excited today to introduce you to Jennifer Lieberman, who is an actor, filmmaker, and number one Amazon bestselling author. Hi, Jen. Hi, Anne. How are you? I am good. I am good. I am so excited to have you here today and congrats on that number one spot. That's amazing. Thank you. Yes, thank you. It's very exciting. It happened a couple of weeks ago. So you're actually only the second person who's ever introduced me as that. And it's still very tingly. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you wear many hats, which is incredible. Uh, obviously, you know, we're both creatives and we're both business people. Um, so I thought this is such a great opportunity. And as we get on, we'll talk a little bit about what it's like to be a business person who's also creative and talk about work-life balance and how to make joy and play a part of our lives. Um, yes. But um, share with us just a little bit more about yourself, um, you know, how you became a creative, how that turned into being a business person or just whatever you'd like to share. Sure. So I started writing really early on, like eight years old. I knew I wanted to write and I knew I wanted to write theatrically because I started writing because I wanted to be Zach Morris's girlfriend on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I started writing episodes of Saved by the Bell when I was like a kid. And then that evolved into episodes of other shows that I wanted to be on. And then like, by the time I was 12, I wrote my first screenplay. <laughs> wow. So, and like, but the screenplay like wasn't based on any show. It was like my own idea. That's awesome. Amazing. <laughs> Which led you into acting and writing um, for yeah. many years, right? So, so yeah. So like, you know, I wrote in my adolescence and as a teenager, I hadn't started acting yet. I was actually an athlete. I was a competitive gymnast. So that took up a whole lot of my time for a very long time. Wow. Um, and then I started studying acting and going to acting classes when I was in university. So I started when I was 17 and I was still writing, but like the acting was at the forefront. And even now, like, I love writing. I love producing. I love directing. Like I love all the different aspects of the work, but if I get to choose like what's most fun for me, it, it is the performance. And um, so, yeah. So anyway, moved to New York when I was 20, once I finished school and got into a couple of theater companies. And one of them, the producer left the company and they needed someone to step up. And I was only 22, but I did. And that was like my first kind of um, introduction 
into being in charge and being responsible and <laughs> having to like make stuff happen. Right. And then, you know, that kind of, it's like one project led to another, led to another. And then that led to a film project and working behind the scenes in film. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. So I was an actor predominantly I wasn't really writing much at that time because there's just too much going on. Like I, I think I had written three feature screenplays at that point, but it wasn't anything I was like trying to get made actively. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, kind of got into like film production from theater production and eventually started producing my own work. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. And now you've been in, um, I don't have your resume right in front of me at this minute, but like, give us your resume, the plays, yeah. the films. So, so, so it's interesting because I've, I've been in um, over 30 international stage productions in just many different countries, which has been awesome. And um, I've also produced over 40 film and theater productions. Wow. Um, aside, like, and some of them were, there were overlaps and even like with the productions that I've produced, like, you know, about half a dozen are my projects, but awesome. there are several, you know, a couple dozen projects for other people there. So that actually turned into a business. So sure, being a producer, you are wearing the business hat when you're on the film set, like, cause you're the one who's in charge of kind of crunching the numbers and the logistics and stuff, um, which is creative. Like I hate to say right. it's a creative job. It's still a creative job, I swear, because you have to have an eye for the creativity. Um, but the freelancing of helping my friends turned into a business because I realized, wow, like if I can help my out of work actor friends and my out of work writer friends, if I can help them figure out how to get their own stuff off the ground, mm -hmm. that can be a turning point in their lives the way it was a turning point in my life when That's I amazing. doing it for myself. So that's, that's amazing. That's how I got to where I am. <laughs> so that's, and that's why your website is called make, make your own break.com. Is that right? Make your yeah, own, make your own break, which is amazing. And um, you set out to help other people teaching them the things you learned along the way. Yeah. Uh, and I just love this principle in general um, with entrepreneurs, with business people, you know, when you, when making your own success is tied into making other people successful I always feel like there's so much positive energy to that. And in the creative yes. business takes some of this, you know, there can be a lot of negativity, a lot of a competitive mindset that can be very destructive in the creative side, mm -hmm. whether people are actors, writers. Um, and so becoming more of a team player in industry is just such a great standard to set. And I just love yes. what you're doing with it. And, and not just that, all of that aside, Unfortunately, the industry is so competitive and I'm not meaning in a cutthroat way. I mean, just sheer numbers of roles available, yeah. and sheer number supply and demand <laughs> and, and sheer number of people. Cause sure. Like if, 
you know, if Steven Spielberg walked up to, you know, a hundred people on the street and said, Hey, do you want to star in my next movie? You know, we'll, 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 we'll get you a trainer. We'll get you this, we'll get you that. You know what I mean? Like you'll look good. You're not going to fail. You know, 99 out of a hundred are going to say yes, you know, but then there's the flip side of like, how many people are actually going to like dedicate their lives to, you know, learning the craft and, you know, moving forward with it. But, but then that's, but that that's the flip side because for the people who do dedicate their lives to it and decide that this is, you know, um, this is their art and this is what they do. And this is their identity. Being an actor is such a position of little agency when you're only an actor. And the thing is, we, we can be so good and we can be so committed, but if nobody, you know, gives us that opportunity and nobody opens that door for us, you know, the, the, our life will go by and it will be unnoticed. And you, and this happens every day, all the time. And, and this happens is, every day. And, 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 like, and the, unless someone teaches you how yeah, to yes, be your you own just, business person, which is like what you bring to others, you're bringing like, yeah. like, okay, so well, you are now responsible not only for the creative side, because you'd be passionate all your life, but how do you change this and make it into a business that can be successful? Well, well, that's the whole thing because it's the waiting for that nine to five job opportunity. That's never going to come along. You know, the <laughs> nine to five opportunity in the film business is, you know, being a series regular on a sitcom that, you know what I mean? Everybody else is a day player. Everybody else is like, <laughs> you know, kind of gig to gig. So, okay, number one, it's so hard to get a foot in the door. How do I create my own opportunities? And this is a transferable idea that has value in every single business or industry in the world, because there are an unlimited amount of opportunities when you're creating them for yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're waiting for somebody else to give you an opportunity, you can be waiting a very long time. And that's why I call my company Make Your Own Break. And my slogan is stop waiting, start creating and make your own (laughs) break. Because there's energy in action. And There are so many, you know this, there are so many unhappy, out-of-work people in every creative field. Absolutely. And the thing is, it's like, well, what part of your creativity makes you happy? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're only happy when you're on stage, well, you know... You're not going to be happy very often. Well, it's (laughs) going to be short lived because the reality too is it's, it's intermittent. And also how much work do you have to do for those two hours on stage every night? 
you know, yeah. you might only be on the, that stage for two hours, but most professional actors are still doing a dance class that day and a voice class of and a warm up and their yoga and their whatever they need to do in order to, to do the two hours. You know what I mean? So, so that's the other thing too. It's like, what are you willing to put in, in order to have that success, you know, and yeah. I, I wrote a blog article. It's actually interesting because it's relevant. I wrote a blog article. I have a, a vlog where I interview people, but I also have a blog for make your own break and it was called love it or leave it. And it's like, you know, this is a field that is not going to love you back. This is a relationship. This is a one sided relationship and you have to be in it for the both of you. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's and so it's, true. And it's, and that's the whole thing because you can love performing. You can love music. You can love all these things. You can be fabulous at it. Doesn't mean you'll ever make a career of it. And that's a, that's a really good point. And it actually takes me to my next question was sometimes there's a reality check for creatives where there's a decision point whether they want to commit themselves 150% to the creative process, which is very hard. And you also have to be your own business person and it can be done. And for some people who have that passion, they would rather live life simply and be immersed in their creativity. And that gives them their ultimate joy. And it's absolutely worth it. And there's other people who are primarily business people and are discouraged because they've been in corporate America for 10, 20 years. And they feel like they've forgotten how to play. They don't feel like they do anything creative anymore. And as you know, in my brand, I talk about joy. I talk about wellness. And um, I know we were talking before we this podcast today about how important joy is and how important making play a part of our mm -hmm. lives is. Yes. And um, how can the business people that are watching this, people who are in sort of the nine to five, they've achieved that in their career <laughs> area. How can they bring creativity back in? How can they bring play back in? And because you've had so much experience with both sides of that, um, what are some of the suggestions you have for them? Definitely. Um, I love this question because my favorite thing to talk about is like, the creative process and the creative process, you know, it's not a thinking process. It's a feeling process. And I feel like when we're stuck in offices and cubicles and, you know, the corporate world for a decade or two or five, you know, it really drains us and the, the, the environment's not conducive to this sense of, you know, going with the way you feel you have to kind of suppress the way you feel because I need to get the work done and I need to go get the kids and I need to this and I need to that. So, um, yeah. Whereas with an artist, that sense of, you know, that sense of staying inspired by how we feel is our constant, um, driver. And it's part of identity. So the, the pe creative people who are watching or listening to this today, you know who you are, you know where you, you get a certain amount of a specific amount of joy of satisfaction, even mm -hmm. re relaxation. Um, when you 
start letting your creative part out to play. And I think what you said just a little while ago, <laughs> Jen, which was perfect, um, stop waiting and start creating. Yeah. So how can how can the busy business professional start bringing creativity back into their life? How can you bring that in? How do you, Jen, help balance yes. your business work, which takes as much or more time than your creative work, even though you're a creative? Yeah. How yes. do you bring that in and find balance? And what's the payoff? Like, what do you, mm-hmm. when you dedicate the time to the, what I'm calling play or the creative part, or yes. this is someone who's, you know, taking two hours every weekend to write a chapter of their book that they've always dreamed of writing, or, you know, how can we start implementing this? Okay. So one of the big things for me is doing fun activities that force me into a place of curiosity. Because when you think of a, a way a child plays, you know, the older we get, the less curious we are. And I noticed this because my little niece and nephew could figure out how to use the iPad much faster than I could, you know, about a decade ago. <laughs> um, and that was something very telling to me because he was like, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, you could figure out every gadget and every button and what this does and what that does and whatever, you know, and the older we get, how does this work? How do you do this? What does this button do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we become less curious. <laughs> so true, right? You know, we become, and that curiosity actually like lulls our brain into the state of cynicism. And I really think like, I wholeheartedly believe that because when you're curious, you can't be cynical. Like you can't, you know, you can't be negative when, you know, you're trying to you're trying to do something new and experience something new, especially sensorily, you know, because I think you're, I hear what you're saying too, because it's about being curious is a certain open space. It's opening the heart. It's opening the mind and being critical and cynical is more of a withdrawn space. Um, I'm very visual, I guess, but you know, like it's this, it's this inward everything is out to get me, everything is going wrong. Um, I'm so depressed, which is a whole different conversation, but it brings in this like, and it's, it's focusing on the negativity. Whereas when you're like, super creative, and curious, when you're curious, it's it changes that and it's like, Oh, well, because we go from the thinking part of our brain, because when we're thinking, we, we should all over ourselves, you know, like I should be doing this. I should be doing that. You know, we're so critical and so analytical. And when we're curious, what does this feel like? What does this smell like? What does this taste like? You know, like walking on the grass, like, so, so doing activities that are like physical and sensorial, you know, it doesn't have to be going on the trapeze, but that's fabulous. If you're into something like that, right. I love my trapeze experience, but so keep it on the schedule that once in a while, at least once a month, preferably, you know, once, maybe once a month you do the trapeze type of thing. 
but you know, at least once a week, you know, maybe you try a new cafe or a different flavor of cappuccino or, you know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be a big thing, but just stay curious in your life. Uh, I absolutely you love wouldn't that. necessarily talk to. Yeah, absolutely love that. And it also takes that, um, it's a shift from um, a self-focus, yeah. which has its place, but it shifts from this inward, this kind of small self-focus and changes it into more of um, a focusing on, on experiences, mm-hmm. which is nature, which is people, which is experiencing what cure everything that makes you curious, which is allowing your curiosity to take over mm-hmm. because it's hard to, you know, be completely self-obsessed and be curious about the world around you. Exactly. And when you wake up that curiosity and let it out to play, when you stop waiting and let that curiosity bubble up, then you can really start creating. And I think that absolutely applies for, the creative person, when they get stuck, it applies to the business person in a nine to five. It really applies to every human being. Mm-hmm. So what I love what we've talked about today is really it's so much about curiosity. Waking up curiosity helps mm-hmm. wake up your joy. And that yeah. bring you can bring that to your creative side, your business side, or to any side. Any so, side. Any side at all. So thank you so much for sharing that today. I think that's just incredible. Um, I'm super excited um, for people to see this episode because I think that's just such a, such a positive and an uplifting and not a hard thing. That's an easy flip switch. You can flip from self-focused to curiosity to the kind of opening up. So um, I feel like a judgment. I was sorry. Anytime you feel a judgment coming on, instead of being judgmental, be curious. Yes, I love it. I love it. So stop waiting, start creating. And um, again, check out Jen's website, which is makeyourownbreak.com, makeyourownbreak.com. And um, she also has some other fun things you might want to check out, um, like your podcast. Share the name of your podcast for us, Jen. I have a podcast called I Never Thought I Would. And I interview fellow authors about doing things they never thought they would do and how it led them to some sort of breakthrough or success in their life. So if you're curious and if you want to like wake up your creative side, check out Jen's podcast too. Thank you so much, Jen, for being with us today. Everyone, you can find her information in the notes as well. And may you all enjoy your day and make it a joyful one. Thank you, Anne. Thanks, Jen.